He is like all Russians. He is a single-minded killing machine. Yeah. Okay. So then, and then, and then, but okay. So then, but this is real. We're real people here. You sociopathic monster. Hi, welcome to Hav and Charles Talk Comics. I'm Charles, and we're here tonight to talk about Batman and the Beast with Two Backs and Gwenpool. Hi, Hav. How you doing? Hi, Charles. Oh, yeah, you've been calling it that since I suggested it. And it, it just keeps getting funnier every time you say that. <laughs> it amuses the hell out of me. I, I think I told you I was going to call it that, too. And just so everybody knows, there's not a Batman... Uh, arc called Beast of Two Backs that I know of, anyways. There's probably some fanfic out there that is called that. It's Batman Ten Nights of the Beast. Oh, just so I everybody got, knows. I got confused. I get confused. And and Shakespearean. That's true. Yes. And for the first time in like three podcasts, I did the open in one take. Boom. Okay, and that concludes this episode of Hav and Charles Talk Comics, because that's a wrap. <laughs> Landed it. First take. Yes, first, first take. So, do you want to start with, obviously we're going to start with the Batman and Beast thing, because it is the older comic, but we actually can do a letter segment. What? Yes. What? We've got mail. It's letter time. It's letter time. Hey, hey, it's letter time. It's letter time. It's letter time right now. So, you think we should read the mail? Please. Okay. I'm going to read the mail, and you can act surprised as if I didn't already send you this right after I got it. Right. I can do that. Okay. Excellent. Oh, my gosh. He says this, and now he can't find it. This is a professional podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So very professional. (laughs) On September 18th, 2020 run... Patrick Herring, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, wrote, holy no, shit. No, no, no relation, right? Oh, yeah, no relation. It's not my younger brother in any way whatsoever who did the music for the podcast. Back to reading. Holy shit. I can hear Hav really clearly. Wait, why does Charles now sound like he's been recorded off the radio? Man, I'm glad I had already read Why the Last Man before listening. I hadn't completely put into words what bothered me about that comic, but now that Charles mentioned it, all of a society breaking down because there was no one around with a penis does seem a bit far-fetched. Yeah. My children are glad that you love them more than Star Wars. Not that they know what Star Wars is yet. Patrick. So I I would like to thank my brother, Patrick, for emailing us. It's wonderful. And as I did say, I I would read emails on the air. And now we have... So now no one has to send us an email to our email address, which is havandcharlestalkcomics at gmail.com. So no one send us an email at havandcharlestalkcomics at gmail.com, or we'll be forced to read them on the air. Right. So don't do that now. Now we're good. It's all, it's all reverse psychology, eh? Don't send, it, send us an email so we don't have to read it on the air. There you go. And that thank was you, our, Patrick. Thank, thank you very much. And that was our letter segment brought to you. By the public library. Yeah. Pretty so, cool. Yeah. So, Batman, Ten Nights of the Beast. Why did you want to read that? It was... I started reading this... I had read a few issues of Batman right after year one. I, I came to find out later. I picked up, started picking up Batman monthly pretty consistently right after year one. 
like like m- a month or two after year one finished that that then led into this and it just stuck out of my head for a couple reasons it was very cold war ish not cold war ish it was cold war it was in the middle of the cold war <laughs> yeah yeah the there, end of it. there was no there was no ish about it that was that was absolutely the cold war it, it was the, damn near an episode of the oh damn it I'm blanking on the FX show what twenty four no no man, the, the man KGB, from Uncle no the KGB one oh on the FX. Americans the Americans yeah the I never man saw it from Uncle oh, really? oh okay well then I I forgive you for not knowing the name of it yeah no it, it was definitely very very USA USA it was all about the Star Wars program and the strategic and, defense initiative yes yes. So, yeah, definitely Cold War, and Ronald Reagan had a cameo in it. I guess he didn't have a cameo in it. He was in issue four yeah. of the arc. Ish, issue four of the arc, and I did almost say episode. Yeah, you did. You know you wanted to. I, I did kind of want to. So the bad guy in this was the KG Beast, right? KGB Beast or KG Beast? Right. He's like a, he's like a Bane knockoff. But he's KGB, and for the rest of this, I will be calling him the Crimson Dynamo. The Crimson Dynamo. Well, and speaking of knockoff of Bane, if memory serves, I looked this up years ago. I think KGB's predates Bane. Oh, I imagine he uh, does. I. It wouldn't surprise me. I just, you look at how he's drawn and what's going on with him, and all I see is Bane. And unfortunately, I just finished binging, and I do mean binging, the Harley Quinn show. So that's the Bane I think about now when I see Bane. Good. That's awesome. <laughs> no, but so, and I and I had a little, you know, I say that a few months ago, I had a little back and forth on the old comic book Twitter with somebody who mentioned that they, they and I looked it up, I, KG Beast is a, is a Soviet union kgb agent that is all sorts of juiced up on something that makes him extraordinarily strong quick and he's just a cold-blooded killer that's been on various assignments around the globe and predates bane but then the back and forth i had uh, with and i don't remember the the comic book twitter person i I had this back and forth with kind of went the way of the dodo because this came out in 88 and not too long after that you know the wall comes down the soviet union collapses or you know turns into russia and the ex you know states like ukraine and belarus all go their separate ways so kgb relevance yeah it goes down a little bit you really uh, don't have a, a a reason to use kgb i would think so their thought was hey we like this character let's repackage repurpose not rename and hey, look now we've got this character Bane. Yeah, no, that that's probably something that happened. But you know, we we learned in the ugh, we learned since I made the Christian Crimson Dynamo joke, you can bring these characters back in a different way. Yeah. So I I would I'm sure the KG Beast has uh now I'm gonna just call him the KG Beast. <laughs> yeah, that's KG. what I call him. KG no, Beast. No, no, KG Beast. I, what, what oh, I'm saying is K- C-A-G- K- KG, KG Beast. KG He's a KG Beast. I would I would not mind seeing him come back. I I have to be blunt. I didn't think it was that strong an arc. It had a lot more politics in it than I was expecting. Anything going on? I expected Batman to be a little darker. I mean, there he was in his in his blue, which is I always think of him wearing a blue costume. I, Me too. The the blue costume, and I'd like to see a little more Robin in this ex- instead of him just being there once and at one point saving the day with an amazing swing. But other than that, there's no Robin interaction. 
this is very nostalgic for me. Okay. That's why I suggested it. I hadn't read it. I had not read it in probably since back then. I maybe reread it. I, I, and like I would as a kid, I probably reread it ad nauseum, you know, every year or two for a few years after since I had the issues and we're like, yeah, let me go look at that. It was a very nostalgic suggestion on my part. It's so political, over the top. So it is, you're, okay, so the plot is this KG beast is go, has gone rogue. So the Soviet Union sends over the, their KGB guy, whose name I'm blanking on. I had it written down here somewhere. Dimitri uh, something. Dimitri, of course. Or, yeah. Well, we're going to call him Dimitri, whether or not I'm right. We're calling him Dimitri. Oh, shoot. I have all sorts of notes here, and I can't find it. But anyways, say they send over their, their, their KGB guy to warn the United States that, hey, his old handler committed suicide by cyanide and sent over the KGBs to execute this one plan to try to eliminate everybody involved with a strategic defense initiative, otherwise known as Star Wars, that Reagan was spearheading at the time. That ended up going nowhere, by the way, because the science wasn't there. And then... As the kids say, hijinks ensue because everything's happening in Gotham, in and around Gotham, and Batman knows what's going on. Commissioner Gordon's involved, the CIA, NSA is involved, and they're trying to track down the KG beast. And oh, well, there's and there's a hit list. Is it like ten? Well, he ends up killing lots of people. By the way, lots of people. Oh, a, yeah. a, a lot of a lot of our suggestions. Lots of people die. Yeah. And for example, at one point, he just kills a whole ballroom of people to get to one guy. Yes, at a, at a reception. They, they had to make sure that everyone knew that the Russians were bad. Right. You have to remember this was. You said it was 1988, and people weren't positive at that point in American society that the Russians were bad. I mean, this was this was pure propaganda. It is it is over the top and and ba- by the way and like the CIA would cooperate with the with a mass vigilante like Batman and like well I guess they really didn't want to or was it the FBI I forget the FBI didn't want to the FBI yeah, didn't right. want to but the CIA was willing and you know if you're gonna look at it that way I would say between the two the CIA would be willing to cooperate with the mass vigilante the problem there is the CIA does not operate on. American soil. We're not supposed to, anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So talk talk, talk about that. that after 9-11. Right. Yeah, they're all over the place, but this is our moment of politics. Oh, wait, this whole thing is political. So Yeah, this is, gosh, so political. Yes. yes. Oh, and speaking of Robin, the, so the Robin in this... Is it Tim you know, Drake? This is after, no, it's Jason Todd. That was Jason Todd. That's Jason Todd. Jason Todd is the second Robin that comes immediately after Dick Grayson. Uh-huh. And who eventually is killed in the arc that comes not too long after this Batman of death in the family. Okay. So that was, I thought this was after that. And that was, that was just my supposition was that that was Tim Drake. Mm-mm, okay. No. It, it's Jason. And of course, uh, it was a toned down spo- Jason because he was not annoying as all but Jesus. As a matter of fact, it was about as milk toast as a, a Robin has ever been in any Batman comic I've ever read where there's a Robin. Yeah, and he, like you said, not, doesn't play a, a, a huge role at all in this story. He's around a couple times, and then, you know, you know, like I said, a death in the family happens, and that's when famously, I know we're not talking about that, but there was a poll that you call like a 1-900, it was a pay number, like a 1-900 number. You could either vote that the Joker should die or... Robin at the time Jason Todd should die or no, vice versa. No, no. What it was, was it? just whether Jason Todd lives or dies. I thought it was whether the Joker should die versus no. whether Jason Todd should die. No, no. It, it wasn't. Oof. Oof. 
I and I remember seeing that in the Batman comics, thinking, okay, there's no way they're going to kill off the new Robin, and then, geez, Louise, people that got dark vest. People evidently hated that Robin. Yeah, well, they, they really did. Yeah, and basically he was just a he was just a knockoff Dick Grayson. They just put red hair on him, right? He, he's a redhead, right? Color no, I, no, I don't think so. Okay, I don't know. He was just he was a kind of a, a ne'er do well, you know. I forget his backstory. His I don't know if his, his dad died too, or but yes. anyways, that, that's a bunny trail. So look, there, there's not much to say. So it's four issues of Batman trying to track down the KG Beast. The KG Beast is eliminating everybody on the list, going from bottom to top, and at the top of the list is none other than Ronald Reagan, who's going to be at Gotham, and that's who ultimately the Batman has to protect. And at one point, I, I thought this was an interesting, cool scene in the comic where Batman's chasing, battling the KG beast in like the third issue, maybe second or third issue. And, and he's falling and he gets a, one of his, you know, grappling things around his wrist. And he says, I think say, Oh, I got him. Yeah. Cause I'm not going to let go. And I'm, the only way he could get out of this is if he, there's no way he would do that. Oh, he's doing it. And the, the KG beast cuts off his wrist, cuts yes. his hand off at the wrist well, to escape. He, he's a KG beast. He chewed off his own. Boom. Drop the mic. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in again to Hoff and Charles Star Comics, because that's just where we're going to end it for tonight. Now, you're right. He's a KG beast. That just happens to go by KG beast. Mm-hmm. He will do um, anything. He will do anything to complete his mission. He is like all Russians. He is a single-minded killing machine. Right. Then you do have a little interesting interaction, because, you know, Batman doesn't kill. And he's he, and Batman's having some interaction with the CIA agent in charge, Ralph Bundy, about Bundy's kind of telling Batman, hey, you know, you know what we might need to do with the KG Beast or what kind of hint, hint you well, might need to do. Well, beyond that, yeah, he just says if we take him captive, when we take that mask off, he's going to be a member of the embassy team and he's going to have diplomatic immunity and then they're going to ship him back to Russia. They're going to mind wipe him and send him off to kill people again. And then he's going to turn into the Winter Soldier. <laughs> ah, different universe. Sorry. No, yeah. So, look, I suggested it kind of not sight unseen because I had read it, albeit like back in the 80s, late 80s, obviously. There's not much to this. I kind of felt bad after I suggested it and read it thinking, oh, yeah, okay. There's not a, a bunch here, but it, 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 it's very, you, you've, you've used this phrase before that I'm going to adopt. It is very much a comic of its time, and holy crap, it's a time capsule of the cold war and how hey even it it's it got into comic books this is written by the great jim starlin and illustrated by as i've said many times on my twitter my batman artist jim aparo the covers were by mike zack really cool covers by the way to the four issue arc i don't know if you noticed that but the interior art is by longtime batman artist on a lot on brave and the bold and some batman titles jim aparo okay so yeah i didn't dislike it it just didn't do that much for me. So, Batman doesn't kill. Yeah. So, in this, the final battle is basically a chase through Gotham sewers. Yeah. And let's be blunt. Batman is getting his ass kicked by the Beast. Because he's just like Bane, and he's all hyped up. He, he fights as well as Batman, and then he's hyped up on all these drugs, so he's stronger. And fights as good as he is. And he keeps referring to him. I, I, I have to say this. The referring to him as an animal. He fights like an animal. It's like, dude, you're dressed like a bat. You fight like an animal. I 
Come on. <laughs> Come on, Bruce. Oh, just as a side note, you called him the Batman. Do you think his friends call him the? Yeah, they do. Just Hey, the. <laughs> the Batman, how are you? Uh, call me the. Yeah, that's that's Mr. Man to you. That's my middle name. So they're, he's, he's finally gotten him into the sewers. He's, they're on a merry chase, and Batman knows the sewers because there was another case. You know, you don't even... Nowadays, they would just say... They wouldn't say, there was a once a case that led me down here. It'd just be like, because Batman knows everything, it would be along the lines of, I have mapped out every trace of this sewer. I know every shortcut. I know what the sewer is thinking at all times. I am Batman. I am the city. Yes, I am the sewer. Yeah. I, I don't want to sound disrespectful for Batman. Oh, wait. No, I do. Anyway, <laughs> so he sees there's a door that's coming up, and Batman goes, ah, the door I expected. And in runs the K- KG Beast, and he's trapped. And so he turns around and says, come on, we're going to end this in here. And Batman looks at him and goes, why, why would we do that? I, do, I, don't, I don't have to do that. And then Batman barricades him into this room. And then wanders off. So my question for you is, didn't he just basically kill that man? Exactly. I mean, Passively. wouldn't wouldn't it have been nicer to actually kill him so he's not going to starve to death and have to eat his other hand or something? Or maybe that's leaving open that, you know, the KG beast, KG as he is, finds a way out. Oh, no, it's absolutely comic booky leaving it open so he can come back as Bane. I mean, that's the he, he escaped from the pit. I was born right. in a hole. Oh, I can't do it. I was bang. born to darkness. I, 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 yeah. I, I was born to I, the I, darkness. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh, wait. That was uh, something else. Sounded yeah, like a Muppet weird. there. Oh, it was like a Yoda Bane mashup. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that, that was the question. Yeah, I, no. He, 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 he puts him, you know, I'll uh, kind of like that Edgar Allan Poe thing, cast of. Amontillado, or I forget what it, how, you, how you say it. Count of Monte the guy, Cristo? No, cask of Amontillado. I oh. forget how you say it. I, where I he, where he, he, put, he, somebody gets bricked into a wall alive, and that's how he kills him. Okay. Something like I seem to remember that Edgar Allan Poe short. Oh, yeah, um, Edgar Allan Poe. Why did I? Okay. Yes, yes, there was one where they brick somebody up in a wall. Yeah, so yeah, it doesn't want to actually, you know, actively kill him, but all intents and purposes... Death sentence and and also kind of smart because if Batman were to like okay yeah let's go to finish this mano a mano Batman gets his ass kicked and probably gets killed oh yeah no I'm not I'm not saying that he should have tried to fight him to the death because he probably would have lost because he had been getting his ass kicked by him throughout the thing every single time yeah the only thing he even admits at one point that the only reason the first time they meet they're on the rooftop they're fighting and. The beast thinks that he's got reinforcements, so he runs off. And Batman admits, you know, if he didn't leave, I probably wouldn't be around anymore. He, yeah, he was winning that sucker, and yeah. he's basically Batman-like with all the planning, with all everything. I, I hate to tell all the Batman files, but the the beast could kill Batman if he decided oh, yeah. that that was his job. If if that had been his prey, would Batman be dead? I'm gonna say yes. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it was it was See, now clear I want, that ba- Batman was overmatched. Yeah, now I want somebody to write that arc. You, you talk, I, I mentioned, you know, why don't they bring him back? They they made they made Bane out of him, but he's still there. How did he get out of the hole? 
that he was barricaded in because he's not dead. Because unless you see a body in comic books, they're not dead. And even if they are, there's Lazarus pits in this, this world. So how did he get out? And how does he come back? And how does he kill Batman? Yeah, well, and you know what? I, I, I didn't do any kind of research. Google even, Wikipedia had nothing. I think this is the only appearance of, of said KGB. And I, I'm kind of surprised nobody's done something with it. Given how often they go back to the different wells and, and mine older older characters like this, why not bring back Bane is not the KGB. Bane is different. Just just bring back a different character. No, I know. I I, I literally gave you an arc. I I I, I, I said this is this is how they could bring him back because we know I, he, yeah we know. No, I agree. The I'm Beast is more powerful yet. and can kill Batman. Maybe the end of that arc is he leaves Batman trapped in a room. Right. Well, yeah, but it, here's the other thing. They kind of already, with Bane, when Bane breaks Batman's back, they yes. kind of already did that, right? So, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they don't go back to that well over and over and over again. <laughs> no, no, they don't. They I mean, don't. they don't do that, the same. Th- I mean, good Lord. Come on. Um, and I'm not, I, again, that's just comic books. I I am not, that, that is not only Batman. I mean, we, we talked about Spider-Man last episode and same kind of thing same things happen over and over and over and over again aunt may has died 72 times in the comics i counted mm-hmm. and, and brought back every time so i i just think it's a it's it, there's an opportunity there to update this i think you're right i, I think, think the right. kg um, beast is just as good a character as bane that that's sure. faint phrase on bane yeah <laughs> you're, th- you're 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 throwing shade here yes one thing also I thought I, I wanted to mention is, of course, the KG Beasts, his Robin is an I- Iranian war criminal. Uh, terrorist. Yes. Iranian uh, war criminal N- terrorist. Nabi Salim. Yeah. And of course, d- does he die in a, in a failed suicide bombing? Of yes, course. he does. Very... That is Robin saves the top of the building. Right. They, he was dieharding the top of the building. They were going to blow up the, the roof of the hotel where Ronald Reagan was supposed to be. Or no, that right. wasn't Ronald Reagan. It was it was going to be somebody else. But he's flying in on a hang glider. Holy crap! They predicted nine eleven. Oh God, too, is that too soon? I think it's okay because okay. it's our podcast. Okay. So he's flying in on a on a hang glider covered in just a suicide vest, and yeah. Jason Todd. Thank you for pointing out who it was comes swinging in on the line and kicks him into the side of the building. So the only thing damaged was windows and himself. Yeah. Yeah. So evidently it's okay to allow someone to blow themselves up and to lock someone in a room to die alone. Yeah. Look, I pretty much, I got no problem with killing a guy that's just massacred that many people on the KG beast. It's just the whole Batman doesn't kill, but I mean, it's that whole Batman begins. I don't have to save you. Mm-hmm. And that's fair, too. Uh, you don't. True. I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else here. Jim Starlin, the same Jim Starlin that would eventually, or had or, had he already written Thanos? Isn't Jim Starlin the guy that came up with, uh, with Thanos? Am I making that up? I don't know. Okay. Anyways, I just thought that was interesting that he had, had a stint on, on the Batman comic. I'm almost no. positive. Hold on. Okay. Welcome to our reoccurring se- segment, Hav Types. Hav Types, brought to you by the Public Library. Yay! Yeah, amongst others, I'm pretty sure. Anyways, okay, sorry, weird weird tangent on my part. I, I should have looked some of this stuff up before, maybe. Yeah, co-creator of Thanos, Drax the Destroyer, Gamora, Shang-Chi, 
for DC Comics. He's best known for his stories revamping characters like Captain Marvel and Adam Warlock. So he's had his hand in some stuff. No, he's a very good uh, writer. There were things about this. I, there was nothing in it I disliked. Let's put it that way. It just, I wasn't, nothing spoke to me about it. Um, although I did have a screenshot. Let me find the screenshot I took. There was something in it. And let's see if I can, I can pull this up. Oh, did I just go dead? Gosh darn it. No, you're still here. You just seem to be on a bit of a delay. Okay. Well, while you're doing that also, this, this was edited by the great Denny, Dennis O'Neill, who was a longtime Batman creator, writer, editor, was also known for his run on the Green, Green Lantern, Green Arrow series with Neil Adams back in the 70s, where they're just kind of palling around around America, and well, it's very a, uh, socially very conscious. Famous, yeah, that's a very famous arc in comics. Yeah. So there was a scene that I enjoyed at one point. They're in a hotel, and they jump onto an elevator, and Batman makes sure he stays on it. And the elevator stops, and the KG Beast is flinging cinder blocks down into the elevator. It actually kills someone, and Batman is climbing up the rope, the rope, the cable holding the elevator up to go get him. And one of the things is it, the, the scene is he's going after him and Batman is thinking to himself and in one of the thought bubbles he says you can always tell a good hotel by the way the staff foresees and attends to the every need of their guests <laughs> that's very Adam West I, I absolutely I just I, I actually really like that I was like okay that's that's hilarious I'm like well this is a this is billionaire Bruce Wayne. He's like, he knows what a... They better turn down my bed. Yeah. I, I, and anything I want at a hotel, a, a good hotel I go to, they, they, they see to my needs. Yeah, that is funny. No, yeah. and I, you know what? Here's what I did. I didn't, I didn't take any screenshots. I have, some, I have my notes here, but there wasn't a lot of note-taking to do. I did make this one note, though, before, well, before we move on. Okay. The, going back to the art, which I know you say not a big deal for you, but there is some really good sequential art storytelling in this. Especially, I remember I made a note in, in the first two issues of this four-issue arc. There are two or three pages or three where it's just the art telling the story. You see the the chase, you know, the different chases and things happening. And then there's hardly any words used, which I thought was just kind of cool and neat to that, observe and, and appreciate. Especially for the 80s where there was lots and lots of block text throughout the rest of it. As opposed to Chris Claremont x-men where it is seemingly 90 percent of the panel is thought bubble and then there's like a little bitty picture in the corner oh no there was a lot of text going forward there, there was a lot of text in that it was definitely definitely 80s and some of it oh wait no never mind i think i'm thinking of a uh, the the x-men thing that i read that you suggested the two issues Oh, city. yeah. We should talk about that in a second. Yeah, we will. Okay. But no, I, you know, again, this was a nostalgic. I said that too many times. It just, it, it, I remember this fondly and yeah, for what it is and when it was set, it's a nice little beginning, middle, end story. Sure. It's it's an okay piece of comic book. I, the, the, it is, I, I see why it was that I had to go to the ends of the earth to find the four issues. Because it's not something that they're going to run together as a graphic novel. It's not going to be something you get at the library. It's just four random ass issues in a Batman run. I don't know that it's ever been collected, to, to your I, point. I'm pretty sure it would surprise me if it had. It's only four issues, and there's nothing that... There were four decent issues by a decent writer. Does that right. make sense? And it's, it's, 
decent writer, good writer, good artist, great, in my opinion, my favorite Batman artist, and because of time uh, when I, you know, was reading comics, uh, and but also uh, probably fell victim to, well, A, it, it's, it's very set in the, in the time period, but comes right after Batman Year One, which is now very highly well regarded and collected and re-released every so often, and then not very long after this, you have A Death in the Family, which again collected and out of that you spawn red hood when jason todd comes back and that's because you took on a life of its own because of everybody voting to kill robin jason todd at the time so it's it's right in that nether region of yeah it was a good four issue filler in between some really big batman stuff going on back then yeah not that many people voted and they really? didn't and Jason Todd dying didn't win by that many. And I I did not look it up but I this is what I remember. Okay. Uh, if I am incorrect, you can send us an email email at havandcharlestalkcomics at gmail.com and we will read it. We will. That I'll fact check. Yes, gosh darn it, we will. You're damn right we will. So um, I, I just kind of yeah. feel that you chose this one because I've liked two things that you've suggested the last two podcast and you're like you know fuck it no i'm going back to the 80s baby he's had too much fun doing this this podcast the last couple of episodes let's get back to what we are about i do like well you know what i do like going back and was was this nostalgic yeah i do like going back and reading stuff gosh darn it (laughs) it it, i do like going back it was selfish i wanted this is i remember this arc i remember this arc and i was curious to go back and reread it and i was pretty sure it was going to land about the way it's landed for both of us (laughs) just you know (laughs) Yeah, but I still I, wanted to do it. I I don't have anything bad to say about it. I just I'm not. I probably would have. I'm I'm trying to think of what that was. 1988, you said. So what? Ooh, I think that was at the end. I think I I wasn't really reading comic books then. What? 1988. I was 15. So I don't think I was reading comic books anymore. Maybe I was. Yeah. Maybe I was still reading some. But I don't. I don't. I don't know if that would have floated my boat that way. At that right. point. But then I was never really a big Batman guy. Okay. Well, there you go. I like the so, Bat family better than yeah. I do Batman himself. Dude needs a therapist. You think? Yeah. He dresses like a bat? I, no, I don't kink shame. I'm just talking about the other issues. Gotcha. You, you and your kink shaming, dude. That's that's just not cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, and I can't say... I, I mentioned it already once, but the Mike Zek covers are really cool. Uh, and and I, I do like the cool covers on this four-issue run. Okay. Which did it also stood out. Yeah. So yeah, everything about this arc was very well done. It it just was a 1988 comic that had way too much politics in it to be that entertaining. I think that's why they when they revamped him into Bane, they were like, oh wait a minute, we, we got to get rid of all this. Well, and I'm and by the way, I'm not saying they revamped him into Bane. I just oh, Bane I and him have a lot of similarities. Oh yeah. Well, there's a there's always. I mean, comic book is all. Comic books are all about stealing things from other things. Yeah, that that's just the way it evolves. Green Goblin, Hobgoblin. Yeah, a little similar. You think? Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Before we jump into your suggestion, do you want to talk for a second about those two issues I suggested after we read Spider Island? Absolutely. So I suggested you read Uncanny X Men numbers one ninety and one ninety one, which was just a two issue arc of when this, this sorcerer, Cullen Gath, 
takes over Manhattan and sets everybody back in to like olden times. I don't know how to say it, like middle agey times, would you say? Yes, sure. Why not? It's some and amorphous like middle age that never existed. Yeah, but where his wizardry reigns supreme, yes. everybody in Manhattan is still true to their nature, but otherwise doesn't know that they're not, that everything's wrong, except for Spider-Man. Yes, Spider-Man is immune, and Spider-Man really does not have that much going on in this other than getting a shit beat out of him and crucified. Literally crucified. Not not yes. not like figuratively, he was literally crucified. He had nails through his hands and his feet, and he is nailed to a cross. It's pretty over the top. Yes. Uh, and this is all revenge because apparently Spider-Man had dispatched Cullen Gath in some arc I'd never read before. I'd never uh, heard of Cullen Gath till I read this thing. Well, and I came to find out that Cullen Gath is actually a Conan the Barbarian, part of the Conan Bar- the Barbarian property. And Marvel doesn't have the rights or, you know, those rights come and go. Yeah. And so you haven't seen a lot of Cullen Gath bef- since this, this two issues. The big players are the X-Men, especially Storm. So you have Rachel Summers is a big player. You have Callisto, the leader of the Morlocks. You got uh, Colossus on the X-Men, Rogue. Then the Avengers, Wasp, Captain America, Star Fox. I'm missing people. But anyways, yeah, that, what did okay. you think? I'm curious. What, what did you think? I did not enjoy that that much. It, no? It okay. Took me, it took me two weeks to wade through two issues. Oh, No. Well, I, I, I started, I read the first one and it was dense text without, it made to me very little sense. It, it wasn't very entertaining. And then I finished, I decided to finish it this evening after I finished Batman. I've not been reading well the, the last two weeks. It took me a while to get through this stuff. Well, it took me a while to start Batman. I, I read it pretty quick when I did, but this one, I just was not... The only thing I enjoyed about it, well, I, I enjoyed some stuff about it, but mainly I enjoyed the fact that Callisto and Aurora were still fighting just like they were, which was going to end up, that was the same fight that was going on when they get to the mutant massacre. So at least right. we'd we'd read that schlock at one point, so I had known something. This predates, yeah. Yeah, this predates, this predates, th- this predates that. But the whole thing, and even the, well, now we did some magic, and... The, this never happened, and no one died. And Spider-Man, and Spider-Man oh, yeah. wasn't even there after being nailed to a fucking cross. Doctor Strange didn't even have him in there. He's just like, nope, never happened. So I guess not. It's like, dude. Yeah, that was a big. That was a quick end to that two issues. Yes, you're like, and it never happened. And the only people that are going to remember that any of that happened are in this room. Yeah, and, and that was like what Captain America, Doctor Strange, Storm. Callisto, some of the some of the X-Men. Uh, Rachel yeah. Gray, I think. Yeah. Rasputin's and his sister. Yeah, Ileana. Ileana. I, I think that was about it. it yeah. I, I see I, why. I, 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 I honest, honestly, I see. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm being a little harsh on it just because it just didn't float my boat. I And, and it, it did have that problem that you were talking about with Claremont. All of this just. And the, the pseudo bad dungeon mask master text in that was really grating on me it was such bad writing on the thine shall be with me till thine powers are i'm like oh fuck me so that that was probably more 
Well, don't hold back, Charles. How did you really feel? You know, we can't always be nice. I see, and you know what? I, on rereading it, uh, this we're I, we're gonna have to agree to disagree. I sure. liked it. I I, okay. I still liked it. I see because because again, speaking of this is right in the middle. This is in the middle of say, my wheelhouse. Say it nostalgia says, one more time. <laughs> do you dare me? Yeah, no, go ahead. I'm you're just gonna, you're gonna, yeah. You're gonna go. You're gonna go. Samuel Jackson on me. <laughs> yeah. I dare you. Say I, nostalgic <laughs> one more time. <laughs> It also sets up so you know Celine is is the is the black queen of the Hellfire Club, and she plays a big role in this. Okay, and she is that mind that manipulates. Was, okay, I forgot yes. about that. They, they talked about that in the first, in the first comic, right. and then I forgot about it because it. I I literally read the first comic. I think started reading the first comic right after we did the last podcast, so almost two weeks ago, and then I read this. Finished reading the second one today. So thank you. I remember. Gotcha. I remember that. Well, and so she she manipulates Rachel Green. Uh, Rachel Green, sorry, friends reference there. Yeah. Wow, Rachel Summers slash Rachel Gray, uh, the the alternate universe daughter of Scott and oh my god, I'm I'm blanking on Marvel Girl's first name from the X Men. Okay, anyways, R- Rachel Summers, uh, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna help me it out. Flounder, you're not gonna. I can't remember either. Yeah, thank I, you. I, if I if I knew it, I'd, I'd pop right in. Anyway, so, but but this sets up... Um, we have a comic book look, podcast, ladies and gentlemen. A comic book podcast. Gene Summers. There it Jean, is. Gene Gray. Jesus Christ. Gene <laughs> Gray. Gene Summers. Well, so, she was Gene Summers in some some universe. In some universe where, where they, where they had baby. Rachel. Yeah. Anyway. Where they, yeah, where they had a baby. So Celine, the, the black queen of the Hellfire Club, manipulates Rachel Summers. And then later on in this run... This well, Clark Claremont's huge long run on X Men, but a few issues later, Rachel gets pretty darn upset about what happened, you know, back back then, and she decides she's going to go kill Celine straight up, going to go kill her. And Wolverine, of all people, stops her by stabbing her. Rachel. Well, I mean, it's important to stab someone when they're about to commit murder. Yeah, but it's it's just a real it, it. So just very Chris Claremonty to. There's he's always weaving stuff, you know. He's ca- calling back to something because that doesn't happen for like four or five issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, that happens like in issue like one ninety nine or something. I was scrolling through. Yeah, it, it, it takes a while to get there because this is issues number one ninety when. Yeah, so, so you're saying he's the Dan Slot of X Men. Yeah, where Dan Slot is, is the yeah, Spider Man no, writer I, I of X Men. Yeah, yeah, no, because Dan Slot so does that, a lot of that building and just all of a sudden this little thing that happened here pays off over here right 20 issues later and you're like wait exactly. wait 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 what yeah so yeah that's yeah, it, so. lots of good writers do that and claremont is a good writer the x-men were just never my th- i told you when we when we did the mutant massacre i was i was very embarrassed because i was horrified at how bad i found the new mutants which was the book i read regularly and how much better the other ones were which i didn't read so i was more embarrassed about me than but chris claremont was a writer of uncanny and new mutants back then oh was he okay uh, yeah well that's fine that's not but but i'm saying the new mutants were in 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 that in the in the mutant massacre one were not very good no, I mean they now were they very were, secondary. They characters. were be- they were better than Daredevil. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> that was just a weird issue. Daredevil should have never been in there. But remember when he when Sabretooth kidnapped a woman and kept her as his mate, 
she said he never hurt her. That was the, right. oh, sorry, that was with beyond the doubt the dumbest thing in that comic. And that says a lot. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we talked and, about. And by the way, the, the second issue was called Raiders of the Lost Temple. By oh, the way. dear Lord. Awesome. Just so you know. I appreciate okay. I appreciate you telling me that. I, I can't believe I missed that. So let's talk so, yeah. about let's talk about Gwenpool. Yeah, let's do that. Yay, Gwenpool. Did you like did you like Gwenpool? Yeah, it's good. It's just it's just Fluff. it's a cool fun but fun but it can be dark cuz yeah. What? It can be it dark. Can be. Yeah, it can be what, fun her, and dark. Her randomly killing people and not caring just if anybody because dies it, because, because she, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. She's in a comic book. So Gwenpool, to to explain to Hav, is not Gwen Stacy. I cannot stress this enough. She is not Gwen Stacy. She is Gwen, first name, Pool, last name. She is from basically our universe, and somehow she has ended up in the six one six. Which they never explain. No, well, they? not not well, they do later, but yes, in this in okay. this arc, in this arc, they they don't. Uh, we we start out in it. It's a Christmas special, right? Well, I think the, I think the arc. Howard the Duck's involved. Well, did, yeah. It, did you well, read that one? Yeah, no. It starts out with issue zero, and that's Howard okay, the Duck. That's yeah. Okay, it, that's because, the Howard the Duck issue. Because the someone comes in and demands. Well, not someone. The black cat comes in. Selena, wait. I was going to say you're thinking, Sel- of Selena. you're thinking of Selena Kyle. I, yes, I am. I'm thinking of who they ripped the black cat off of, which is Cat, cat Lady. Woman. Yeah, cat or or or, or incorrectly Cat Lady. Mm-hmm. So, sure. yes. So the black cat is in there demanding that a he steal back something that he she took from him, and that find the find the person that that stole it and she's going to kill that person it turns out it's Gwenpool who was hiding under his desk so right and and she sold this by the way you're on a uh you're on a pandemic epidemic virus kick because that's what she sound that's what she stole she sold some some agent that was going to cause like mass mass uh, disease if released into the populace and and what is what does Gwenpool do she sells it to Hydra Oh yeah, just flat sells it to Hydra. Here, take it to make to get because she doesn't have she doesn't have any money. The the Avengers, the Avengers will take care of it. She she knows what goes on in this universe. The Avengers will take care of it. I do. There's a scene you said where'd she come from? So there's a scene where she and Howard the Duck are talking as they're walking through a graveyard at the end of the issue, and Howard says, "How'd you get here anyway? Mine was a reality nexus." She replies, "Portal in the back of my wardrobe." Come on, seriously. I don't know. A tornado brought me, brought me here. Tell me. <laughs> I fell in a in a hole chasing a rabbit. In a rabbit chasing a rabbit. Nice. <laughs> well, fine. <laughs> so she. That's they, awesome. They do not address it at all in this arc, which is which is fine because they're just they're just having fun with it. Yeah. So it it answers some questions. Well, basically the way that works out is she realizes in that first comic she realizes that oh crap. The Avengers are out of town. They're in space like they always are when something goes on and a lower level com- uh, hero has to do something. And she rescues it and shenan- shenanigans occur, including the great scene that opens, I think, the second episode where she looks at the... Or, or issue. Yep. The uh, part two of three, Miss Poole, if you're nasty, turns the ducks yeah. duck and says, ducks can fly, right? <laughs> 
Uh, no, it's it's you know what it's a lot of fun, and I'm not trying to stop. It's just I want to reiterate there. I, I was mentioning there's some dark stuff because yeah, she doesn't. She comes to to think differently, but at first she's like, "Fuck all, it doesn't matter. It's this is the six one six. This is a comic book, and she's just acting as such." Well, she um, she realizes she has to, because she's she's looking around and she realizes that as just a person, just people get killed in the Marvel universe. If bystanders get killed all the time. Well, and that's when she decides she doesn't want to be a secondary. She needs to be a main character. Yeah, she has to have her to own a, book. Keep her, yeah. To keep her own book so she doesn't freaking get killed. Uh-huh. So she's doing everything she can. She's efforting to do that. And then she ends up, I forget the order. She ends up at Big Ronnie's yeah, costume she, she warehouse. She goes to Big Ronnie's cost, uh, custom battle spandex. I, I've tweeted go. out this before. This is where okay. I got that because Caesar was asking where they get their costumes in the Black Widow episode we did. Yeah. And that that's where they do. Big, they they Big they, Ronnie. Yeah, Big Ronnie's and, custom battle spandex. And she makes her is it a pink outfit? Yes. Yes. Uh, without uh, without any legs. Without with, any bare legs. legs. Yes. She has bare legs. Yeah. And and you mentioned in um, Big and Ronnie. By bear, he means is, is, naked. Is a They're woman. not like really hairy and bear like. They're bear B A R E. Yes. Yes. No. She has she has legs like a like a animal. The bear. It's a weird <laughs> character design. Bear legs. So she. Uh, oh, she doesn't have any superpowers besides knowing that this is a six one six. She doesn't have any superpowers. Yeah, and so she's taking jobs as a mercenary through Big Ronnie. <laughs> right. And I mean, she she. Is it the Christmas? There was a Christmas arc where there was, there was a Christmas yeah. party and she went to. Is that the one where she goes after the two-sword guy? Because she has to go get yes. two swords? Yeah, so she yes. goes off to fight this. Basically, it turns out to be this giant snake with two swords. Uh, arms and two swords. Just yeah, serpent She's thing. way overmatched. Yeah, oh, she's completely overmatched. And she had taken a video tutorial on swords. And it was there was a funny little bit about that. And then she gets there and then she admits that she didn't know what the hell she was doing and just blows him up because she can get and, explosives. And that starts to be her go-to move. Yeah, well, that I mean, is, yeah, that, that would be well, my go-to move. She, I can't fight my way out of a paper bag. She also kills, is it in, I'm not sure, I kept on reading. This is how much I enjoyed this. Uh -huh. I, I read past the, I think I read the first two volumes of this that were okay. available on Hoopla, provided to you by your public library and your Berg. I, I wish you'd have told me that because I would have continued. I have, I've read it before, yeah, so you can talk about it, but I, I would have... I, I, I told you, let me know if you were going to read the second one, because I'd read it. Sorry, I should okay. have. But in this first arc, she meets Cecil, I believe. Am I wrong about that? I think it's in this first arc. Cecil is with his some of his family members. He's the IT guy, and they're trying to rob a bank. Does Gwen kill all his family yes. members? Or they yes, die? there's she a bank. She kills rock. all his family she members. Is, she is in a bank trying to open a checking account because she got a check for one of her jobs and she can't do it because she is she does not exist in this universe she is from our universe she's not insane like people think she is i mean she is kind of insane right. just like any of us would be if we dropped into the damn 616 right but she can't get it and while she's there it's being robbed so she kills every one of the bad guys or the robbers it Except, Except Cecil. for Cecil, who, who's in the getaway car. He's the IT guy. Uh -huh. And then they're getting arrested. But the cop has this weird revelation, epiphany that decides, you know what? I'm done with this shit. Here, 
yeah, I'm I'm letting you guys go and take my cop car. And Gwen's like, sweet, this is working out great. And by the way, Cecil, you're gonna be my uh, you're gonna be my my my, my right arm right, my right guy hand in man. the chair. Yeah, my guy. You're, oh yeah, you're gonna be my guy, in, and he is. He is for uh, all of how, like an one issue, issue? Or two? yeah, one issue one because issue? she has bad juju. She takes a job that she shouldn't take, that was already being done, but she just murders the guy who did it and ends who, up who who, who 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 happens to be working for Modoc. Mo- Modoc, yeah, yeah. Modoc's not very happy about that. No, and he instantly so, kills Cecil. Just just murder yeah. Cecil. Bang, Cecil's gone, never to be seen again. Never to be seen again. Except for how many panels later? See, I'm just telling you, he just can't help it. We can't even get to the point where they bring him back. He's just like, nope. Because it happens like it, like it, like it, not even the like next issue. I think issue. it's later that issue. No, it's it's like it's a whole other issue because she's got to get. Oh, was it really? Yeah. I mean, good okay. lord, man. Are you bleeding? I thought it was like later that issue. Dude, watching you do that is just gross as hell. I just want. Hog has something on his elbow and he's holding it up basically so I can see it and he's licking his finger and rubbing it. I mean, it's just. (laughs) I don't know how I scrape my elbow. I don't know either, but stop showing it to me and stop trying to lick it. I didn't. I'm not trying to lick my elbow. <laughs> I know you. You do know you can't lick your elbow, so you're licking your finger and rubbing it, and then licking your finger and rubbing it. I mean, it's just. <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. So yeah. Sorry, but I thought I thought he got brought back like that. No, I he it was, I, No, it was a it okay. was a few issues later. But I I knew okay. you were I, I knew you were going to do that. So they have to. Because they killed her heavy, the heavy hitter for Modoc's team, she has to take over for that. So she is now with absolutely no superpowers, no fighting skill, no nothing. She is on a team with Bat- Batrock the Leaper. Correct. Some magic terrible chick. Eye. Okay, T- the terrible, terrible eye. eye. Some weird, chunky tech Megatony. Guy. Megatony. Megatony. The Mega, science guy. The science guy, and yeah. they have to do. They have to do his bidding. Yeah, and 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 they do. And Batrock, the Leaper, immediately realizes that she has no powers whatsoever. Yeah, I mean that was quicker than just all but Jesus. That that it just like wait a minute. So he's going to turn her in, and then instead he starts training her. It's kind of fun. I I like as you move through she and the two of their camaraderie. It builds and and it's nice. They meet Girl Thor at one point. Right. In which when they're they're doing a job. Yes, for they're doing a job for Modok, and she's trying to save the person they're trying to kill. This druid guy. This druid guy. Not not Doctor Druid, yes. but a druid. Yes. And there's a scene where she yells out Jane, which makes Thor freeze and pretty much about to kill her. And she's like, what did you say? I I said sprain. I said sprain. When we're injured, we yell out that we're injured. So our teammates know. So it it was great because there was a, there was a infestation that uh, Thor was trying to cure using the Druid and they needed it, but they, but Gwen manages to distract her or somehow distract her and they killed the Druid. So she, so she distracts Thor, and then they kill the druid. And before 
Thor can destroy them, they convert the druid's essence, which is all they need to that Thor needs to fight the 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 bad trees or whatever the infestation. They turn him into a spray bottle, and I have it's one of those things I screenshot, which I absolutely love. They a portal opens, and Thor goes into it and says, "Come, wicked plants, wither at the touch of Thor's spray bottle." Yeah. <laughs> well, and Mega Mega Tony, I think in combination with Terrible Eye, uh-huh. figure out how to do that. Yes. And <clears throat> make the spray bottle. Uh-huh. Like here you go. You yeah. can still save this, your, your. You can save it. We did our job, so Modok will not kill us. And you did you did yours, and and we'll get paid. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I don't know what order it's in either. Right before, I think it was before that run in with with Jane Foster Thor, the Christmas party issue where the the friendship between Gwenpool and Miss Marvel starts, which then I read more about later on in the second volume. They kind of pick that back up where they they're kind of start hanging out at this Christmas party. Oh, oh, Miss Marvel, yes. Kamala Khan, yes, yeah, yeah. No, they they're they're buddies. If you if you keep reading, she also meets Miles Morales. Yes. Okay, so you got yeah. got into that too, because Miles is did, like you're you're a bad guy. My, Miles is not as cool with her as yeah. Well, especially since she's dropping all sorts of knowledge and oh yes, like knows who everyone is. Yes, yeah. And then what else? Though there's another funny part, and I think it's in this first volume, where she's on a job for some mutants that are being attacked by some sentinels. Yes. And she remembers the video game about how to. There's like some pattern to their attack. Yes. And she remembers it, so and there's like really good pattern. Sequ- yes. It's like that thing where you'd have to go wait, you know, wait two seconds and then hit, you know, AAA and then squat, wait for yeah, them to and, shoot and, their their art. You know. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, she was a major uh, comic book nerd in her universe, in our yes. universe. Yeah. Exactly. So. Lots of cool stuff. Speaking of Cecil, and I, I thought it was in that same issue. She, the reason she gets Cecil back is because, well, how does Doctor Strange? How does she get in contact with okay, Doctor Strange? Okay, so how does that come Big about? Ronnie, Big Ronnie has, is feeling bad. There's another great, there's another great screenshot I got. It, she, Gwen Poole is standing outside of Big Ronnie's custom battle spandex and saying, "Better not be a backup for those turd X kids who wouldn't pay me." Because she didn't get paid for that job because she no. destroyed too much. And Ronnie is in the back saying, Ronnie, you are very irresponsible with girl who thinks she in book. Then again, you also make costume for blind man who think he can see with ears. Big enabler, Ronnie. <laughs> I love the I love the daredevil reference. Oh, and there's yeah. a brilliant sign in the thing that has pictures of stars and it says Captain Marvel and things get costumes. I mean, it's just these cutout things where they might have said, um, Spider-Man, I have been here. Daredevil. <laughs> I'm told it looks good. <laughs> Which is just great. So she can't get paid. She can't give her... Uh, she has to give Modoc right. her, uh, her, her social security card. So And he it, can't find her. He can't and find that's her anywhere. Troubling he he, it's bugging him that she is so not on the radar. And... So she goes to Big Ronnie and she's talking to him. And Ronnie gives her a, makes a deal with her that she's going to give her this wonderful, wonderful gift. Sell her this wonderful gift. And it's a consultation with Dr. Strange. It turns out when Dr. Strange shows up that he can only do so much because, you know, this was just a, uh, a secret Santa type gift that he gives out. <laughs> the hour yeah. consultation with Dr. Strange. Yeah. I loved that. And he, he understands that she's from another universe. So... She explains to him that what he can do is he can pull some part of her into 
this universe so she can be a person here as well, but she's going to lose stuff in her universe. And she's like, go ahead, let's, let's do that. Because he's trying to explain yeah, to her that this is a real universe. This is, it's the leakage of what goes on here is coming into your universe just in comic books. But this is real. We're real people here, you sociopathic monster. I mean, he didn't put it like yeah. that, but that's kind of the, kind of the idea behind it. Well, and and she points out. Speaking of a little, some of the darker aspects of this, you know, like she being just a kind of serial killer at some level, or not in or not at any level. At she's just killing people because yeah. she has no regard for life in in in, in the six one six. But he points out that hey, if if I do this, your family may forget you in your universe. And she was like, eh, okay, yeah. And it's kind of sad. Yes, that she's willing to just say, you know what, I'd rather just be in this make believe. Yeah, she she's, uh, she's in her element. So yeah, and, okay. So then and then and then, but okay. So then he's helping her gain some kind of presence, identity in in the six one six. But then, how does Cecil come about? Because I am complete. That's been a little bit since because I read this. Because she asked him. She, she just, asked okay. him about that, and he said that that would be a possibility. And then it comes to a point where she really needs him, and where she that happens. When Modoc figures out that she's faking everything and that she's not who she is, and Modoc's going to kill him, kill her, because that's when he she brings him back because he's a hacker, and she needs to hack Modoc, and that's right. That's when they basically shoot Modoc into space. Yep. Yeah. And, and she take, and then and now she's she in charge. Over. Now she is in charge. She's so, in charge, and yes. I I love Modoc is. The character design is so over the top. There's a TV series I haven't watched. Have you watched any of the TV series, Modoc? I watched the first episode. I kind of enjoyed it. I'm hoping it gets better. Patton Oswalt does it. I love Patton, yeah. but it's just not my comic. That That's the, my okay. only problem with it. This, this and a real Hawkeye arc that they did a few years ago is the only things I've ever really read with Modoc in it. So I, I read a, I read a Captain America arc from way back when in the 80s yeah. that I think Modoc was in for it, some reason. And you know and who I, I mean did. by the real Hawkeye, right? Kate Bishop, I know. Bishop. You don't yes. Oh my gosh. Say her name. Okay. Get a get a room, would you? Oh no, we she's uh, dude, that's just creepy. She's way too young. Oh, okay. Not I just respect she's a character. Well, yeah, you have appropriate crushes. Okay. Spider well, there Woman. There I'm into Spider okay. Woman. Hey. She's a hot mess. Right. I like that. Well, it's better than your Aunt May thing. Let me just say that. Your Only, 616 Aunt oh, May thing. Nope. Nope. Uh, no, not, not 616 Aunt May. Marissa Tomei uh, Aunt May. Uh, that's who that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, don't, don't try to say it. It's yeah. always been Marissa Tomei. Your, I, your Aunt May thing only, goes back. Nope. Never had an Aunt May thing. I've always actually uh, been a Mary I, Jane guy. That kind of worked me. Yeah, I know. You're all right. Uh, MODOK stands for Mental Mobile Mechanized Organism Designed Only for Killing. Yes. Tell me if that's not a boatload of stuff. That's just there. comic book brilliance. Um, it is just so comic book. Yes. It is fun. MODOK is fun. I, that's what I, I the the episode I watched of the MODOK show was fun. Uh, and I, I really cartoon? do need to go back. Yeah. 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 Okay. Claymation. God, I want to say it's claymation. Ooh, Except okay, I, it might cool. not be. Oh, it may it may not be. This might be just my brain playing tricks on me. It might be. Well, is it animation made to look like claymation? It, it's, There's, yeah, it's it's not live action. Let's put it that way. Okay. Yeah, I got you. That's what I figured. I yeah. I, I have seen. I have not seen even seen a preview. Okay. For it. So it, it was a lot of fun. I I did enjoy it. I should go back and watch it. There is a lot of there's a lot of death in it. Surprisingly, for someone designed for kill only for killing. Hey. Who knew? 
<laughs> well, and, and t- tell me if I'm wrong, because I did read f- further into it. This arc ends with her taking charge of the group and kicking Modok into space. Yeah. Yes, further? I think that yeah. I think that's pretty much where it ends. Yeah, and that that just kind of uh, tailed off as you get further and further than where you got. You'll learn a lot more about her. You'll learn more about where she came from a little bit. She'll she'll have some arc growth one way and the other. And then she pops in and out because her book ends and then her book comes back. And she deals right. with that because she's well aware of that. Because she's in a comic book. And she it gets to a point later on where she's like, okay, I have to do things to still stay around. Relevant. I, 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 what, 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 I gotta keep, I gotta keep my numbers up or I'm just gone. You, you don't exist unless your book is out there. Well, and then, you know, I know you've, you've already read all this stuff, so I'm going to spoil anything for you. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a couple, she gets all, all the, mostly Avengers, all the big hitters on an island for like a battle royale. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. And she shoots Bruce Banner in the head to get the Hulk to come and play. Uh-huh. Which is just over the top, and everybody thinks she's crazy, of course. And because she is, and but at that point, speaking of her quote unquote powers evolving, she's breaking the fourth wall all over the place, of course, oh. and she's slipping in between panels and going back in the 616 timeline. And it's it's really cool. So, so she does, I, yes, she finds her power, yeah, she yes, yeah, she finds her power. power. She she has a she has a meetup team up face off with Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Which is cool with a, with with Mister Fantastic and Invisible Woman involved. A lot of just a lot of cool stuff. Again, I was a, I was a little disappointed that on Hoopla they only had the first two volumes because it's my understanding there's like five volumes of of her collected total. Yeah, of, you can uh, unbelievable the, Gwenpool. Yeah, there's there's a lot out there. You you might also or, be able to get the the hard copy. At I'm sorry, the library. Yeah, the Gwenpool public backs. There's unbelievable Gwenpool. Mm-hmm. Which I read, and then, you know what? I read the first two of the Unbelievable Gwenpool, maybe. The first two volumes, I think. Gosh darn it. I'll have to go back and look. But anyways, it was, it's, I really enjoyed it. Thank you for recommending this. You're, you're welcome. And like I said, frothy fun. I mean, it was just, it was fun comic book goodness. I, there, that, there's, no, there's no, oh, super dark themes in it. There, there's, there's complete opposite of batman there were no there was nothing to do with politics but there was a virus at the very beginning which again i think subconsciously you're bringing stuff in i really don't think it's a subconscious thing i think it's just coincidence okay all right what what did i subconscious works weird man what did i suggest this time coming up old man logan old man logan yeah, I don't think that has oh, a man, virus yeah. in it. It does have an apocalypse, but... I was going to say, it's post-apocalyptic. Hey, little... it's been a tough year and a half, dude. It has. It has been a weird, tough, tough, weird year and a half. I guess almost... That is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah. No, it was good. I hate to say this, but I'm going to... I wouldn't tell everybody, that all of all of you that listen... Hey, go read Ten Nights of the Beast, the KG Beast Batman arc. I would say if you want something nice and fun and light, Gwenpool, it's it's a it's a it's a fun read. You'll I poured through it. It was a pretty pretty cool fun thing to read. So there's that. Yes, I I concur. I think you should read Gwenpool if you want something fun, yeah. but but not if you want something heavy. If you want something heavy, I, I'll give you some uh, other Batman arcs to read. Not even the uh, Beast with Two Backs. Yeah, I did it again. Nice. Yeah. yeah, you did. 
So what are we reading? What are we re-reading next time? Well, I already mentioned you suggested that I read, and I always butcher the name. So Wolverine, Old Man Logan, which is which is an I think in a certain volume, it's a certain arc in yes. the Wolverine title going on at that time. It, it, it was. It, it just there they ran a well, I forget how many comics it was, but it was they did an arc of an apocalyptic. It was, it was a good number. Yeah, it was a, five or it was six. A, yeah, it, it was enough to get the job done. And it is yeah. a it is definitely a little dark. It's a lot of fun, and you've already read it, I know, but we won't talk yes. about it now. We, we will and, circle and, back and do the podcast on it but Hav was reading ahead and he's like give me the next one give me the next one what, what, what do you got what do you got so i gave him i gave him that and he gave me justice league the nail something about yeah, something about good. nailing superman to a cross and just absolutely doing the messiah thing no it is an arc of elseworlds where superman doesn't exist so it's the whole idea of the lack of a nail the war was lost uh, the, the 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 horse lost its shoe the messenger didn't make it the battle was lost because the battle was lost the war was lost and thus so lack the nail yeah so and and just to be clear you ended up reading both the nail and another nail or did you just read the which i, I, I just meant I just to read that i have not started I, I have not read it at all well no i actually think i've, I've read it but i don't really remember much of it but i have not read it again for the podcast, okay. I was just saying we're just going to read that first volume that was three said three issues and a hundred and three hundred and seventy thousand pages. So no, I I, lo- I read it and uh-huh. it's actually the nail and then there is a second volume, another nail. Okay. So up in, to you. If you it, is in, that is that in, in that in, in that, in that okay. three hundred? Well, yes. Then, yeah. Then yeah. we're going to read all. You read all of that? Yeah. I'll read all of that. I did. Yeah. I'll okay. read it. Yeah. All right. Oh, right. you're going to make me say it. We can do high you're, voice. You're going to make me say it. What? It's just picture books, Hob. Yeah, just minimize. That's I'm what not you minimizing. Do. I love comic books, but let's not act as if it takes a full day and a half to read 300 pages like it does to read a 300-page novel. That is, You're absolutely right. Because I, you know what? And I sometimes forget that or don't, you know, I see 300 pages like, God, oh, Jesus, it's going to yeah. take all weekend. And it's like, <laughs> oh, it took like an d- evening. Yeah. Uh, or an evening and a part of a morning if I decide to only read for an hour here and an hour there. Exactly. If that. So the nail. So there, there you go. That's We got a plan for the next podcast. Anything else? Any housekeeping? Uh, any other housekeeping matters other than to thank everybody for listening no, again? We, yet we, again? We really appreciate y'all listening. We would be curious to know, again, if you want to send us an email. We were discussing before we got on the podcast to do the podcast that we were thinking about wrapping up season one. So this is our 11th episode, well, it's our 11th episode in the continuity, and we had the one bonus episode, so it's the 12th episode we've done in season one, and we were thinking about doing this one, and then another one, and then taking a break for the holidays. If y'all would like us to do more, we might, we, we don't know exactly schedule-wise what we're going to be doing, so we might continue a little more, but we may be taking a break, just as a heads up, and then begin back in the new year. We would love to have suggestions. If any of y'all think there is a comic that y'all liked and you think we would like, any kind of arc, let us know. We would absolutely love to have an arc that someone else suggested. If it's good, 
we'll make it my suggestion. If we think it's bad, we'll have it be Hav's suggestion. We just want to keep the theme of the podcast fair. Well, and, and Caesar, if you're listening and you suggest an X-Men arc, I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll be here for you and for the X-Men to defend it against Charles's vitriol. Okay? Just so you know. I'm I, here for you, buddy. I like the theme. I, I like I like the X Men. I mean, the best comic book movie out there is Dark Phoenix. That was uh, that was uncalled for. We've apologized many times for uh, that even happening. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. Have, have you? Ever, I still. I, you, you know. Ever I finished it. Have you ever? Finished I was going to say. Movie? I don't think. I don't think I have. I, oh I have tried the, like the, the, five times. The, the thing is. The thing is, as bad as that movie is. If you can get there, the last 45 minutes of it aren't god-awful. I know that sounds bad but to, to, to say it like that. But if you watch that, you look at it and go, okay, you mean they could have made an okay movie? They had some stuff that could have been an okay movie, yet they did all of this that is almost impossible to get through. I just, I just, it just baffles my mind how, you know, X-Men, X2, I liked First Class... I, I like too. Days of Future. Uh, what? I did too. Huh? Yeah, and I like Days of Future Past. Or not, was it, was that what this? Yeah. I Days even like X3, but I know we're not supposed to. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, but those for sure, like, those, but then you get, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Apocalypse and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and look, I'm, I'm appreciative that they're making them. And then, but then what, what that does set up, just so you know, is the Deadpool references to, you know, which, 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 which Professor X are we getting? Patrick Stewart or McAvoy kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, which no. Is, which is hilarious. No, that, that, that was fun. And we, it also sets us up because we're doing this as a standalone Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. I mean, they, they could do that. They could do a Deadpool kills yeah. the Marvel Universe and have, if they really want to reboot the X-Men Universe, they could just do it with him killing all the X-Men. Killing everybody. Oh, man. Okay. But again, hey, speaking of, since I guess it's Patrick's did send an email, I, I owe Patrick a beer. You do uh, owe Patrick a beer. And I think I think a hand job. Was that the other? Whoa, 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 no. That was not. Jeez Louise. Oh, you are you are sexed up again. I knew it was going to come out. This this is this is why I have our podcast marked as explicit. Do you really? Oh yeah. Oh, it, I didn't know it, that. It doesn't mean anything according to everything I read, but it it means something later if people complain why Charles keeps saying the f word. He says fuck a lot, and he talked about mm-hmm. his penis. So I mean, it from what I read, it doesn't it doesn't affect stats or anything else they don't hide it they don't do anything but it's just the hey let's not have anybody i just do want to we are two adults talking about comic books and we do say adult things at times about my penis no and and evidently you got all excited about me poo bearing it and just for the record (laughs) in the last episode i had pants on (laughs) you kept saying well you haven't answered that question so i think he never he never never, yeah he he never proved that i i wore pants the entire podcast it's this episode that you don't know if i'm wearing pants you ready you ready there you you go Uh oh pants oh my god oh now he's wearing pants So no, I and Patrick, if if you want me to, I can drizz, I can send you something through Drizzly or 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 hey, you can come out and have a beer with uh, me and your brother here sometime soon. I hate to bring uh, it to you, but, Patrick. Patrick doesn't drink beer. Okay, well, there's that. So well, any beverage, any beverage. 
<laughs> no, but any beverage then that you would like, Patty. Yeah, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be alcoholic. That's it can true. be a non a non alcohol beer or yeah. beverage if those things actually exist. Okay. Yeah, so again, non alcoholic um, drinks do exist, Hub. What? Are you sure? I, I don't know about On that. On a different note, Hub is now looking for another job. No. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, again, thank you everybody for listening. Please, like Charles said, suggest something, shoot us an email, give us any thoughts, comments, concerns. You're worried about Charles and his overtly his, uh, sexual actions. Right, and just him going to the sex well way too often on the podcast. Hey, let us know how you feel about that, okay? It, it'll only encourage me. It That is true. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thank you very much. We appreciate you all listening. Bye. Bye.